Rolling Dice and Taking Names podcast is sponsored by The Broken Token, creator of high-quality gaming accessories and storage solutions. Visit them online at thebrokentoken.com. Welcome to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. RDTN is a show with two longtime friends that talk about board games, card games, and anything else that grabs their attention. Squirrel! Here are your hosts. This is Marty. And this is Tony. And welcome to Rolling Dice and Taking Names, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. And this is episode 63, Premonition. You know, we don't tease our how to contact us and stuff a lot at the beginning of the episode. But Tony, I, I wonder if we should. Because I don't know if people realize we have this really vibrant guild going right now on BGG where there's a lot of talk between people and people are starting their own conversations which is great because Tony that means we don't have to do that. Yeah but I always like their feedback like for uh, this will come out before International Tabletop Day and they are providing me very very beneficial information on a possible new game I want to bring to it. I put them out there for a quick poll. Roll for the Galaxy or Evolution and right now Roll for the Galaxy is kicking butt on that but I'm also hearing that's a fiddly game and Evolution stands and you know it can only do this so yeah but our bgg guild is it's really starting to take off on its own it is and we're having a lot of fun with it and we just appreciate everybody that comes out there and contributes and everything and i tell you another thing that would kind of help us out too if you would take time to go out to itunes and write us a review that really goes a long way because depending on how fresh reviews are sometimes a show or podcast may get featured here on there on itunes and it would just maybe help bring more ears to the show which which would be nice so if you wouldn't mind if you would take a time to go out there and, and write us a review unless it's a one-star review then just ignore this request altogether. Or, and hey, does if they give us a one star, does that also help us like get notoriety? I think it makes people laugh at us. Well, that's a given without them even writing a review. So, yeah, it, what, what, 2013 was our last review on iTunes? No, no, we've gotten some this year. Oh, okay, we've gotten some this year. Well, I appreciate those that have done that. So iTunes, yeah, iTunes is still around. <laughs> it's, it's, yes, it's probably the main way people still subscribe to the podcast. See, I didn't even know that. I, I thought maybe there was some other new mechanism out there that I was just not aware of, you know. There are a lot of mechanisms out there you are not aware of. That's correct. Yeah, but hey, I'm still up there with, with the tweet thing. I still got the Instagram, which by the way, people, if you're on Instagram, by all means, come follow us over there. I think I'm over 150 now, Marty. Woo-hoo! Wow, that's awesome. I know. We're getting them out there, but I can't compete to your um, Twittering, so we'll just, we'll just go from there. That's enough begging and uh, pleading for people to do things for us. So now for us to do things for you, we've got a really exciting show this time. We have chit chat. So we have the ladies back on Suzanne and Rhiannon, and we got some great topics that uh, we're going to talk about. But before we get into that, Tony, I think you said you want to bring up something. So just recently, Marty and I finally had a game night. It's been a forever since I've been in, we've had a game night over his house. And one of the games we got to play was Royals that Marty was all high on. See, I, I, I snuck one in on Marty. He didn't know that I had gotten it from Germany. So I, I told him about that over one of our lunches. And he's like, you, what? And I'm like, yeah, Royals. So we played it and his wife played it, who was hilarious playing this game. And so I think Marty, you still like that game. I really like that game. It's to me, it's like 
you remember last year I was really big on Vikings. Hey, mm-hmm. here's kind of a light Euro game that can play in an hour. That's what this is to me. And I must admit, the way you taught the game was so well done. I had Thank never you. heard it explained like Ticket to Ride, the mechanism of collecting cards and turning in sets of cards. But that's, I thought, was a really good way to explain it to like uh, uh, Vanessa because she understood immediately what to do. And she actually took that knowledge and immediately kicked our butts with it. And she did it incredible. But my favorite line all night is when she kept looking at you and goes, I've played a game. I know I didn't do that very well. <laughs> but when she kept saying that to you, I was cracking up. It, it was because I was, since she hadn't played, I was trying to give her suggestions and stuff. And she like, you know, I've played a game before, so it was kind of funny. <laughs> and, and so then I taught Donna and Rebecca this weekend at Royals. And Donna kept saying, oh, yeah. She kept forgetting things like, you know, wild cards, three wild cards. I was, she kept saying, I threw a lot at her. But not really. It was just one of those things where you got to play it. She beat me by 50 points whoa it hurt dude probably don't get into details because a lot of people may not know how the scoring mechanism mm-hmm. work was it the end game scoring or she just kind of accumulated over the course of the game oh you'll see because she's she's playing it at international tabletop this weekend she's bringing it when she's coming but no actually it was um she was able to score on each round she scored for every country she wasn't the number one scorer she was always the number two scorer for each country. And it wasn't by the end of the second round. I'm like, oh, crap. Yep. I'm done. She's She's got me. That's great. That's another thing I like about it. There's three mechanisms of scoring. There's first you try to get scoring from the cities and you get scoring from the countries and then scoring from doing all the different royalties. I thought that was really cool. And it's kind of appropriate that we got to play it because it was just announced that Royals is the new Dice Tower Essentials game that's going to be carried by Arcane Wonders. And that is so exciting because last year when we got to play it, we actually talked to Tox or Scott Mars, who works with Arcane Wonders. And he had kind of hinted that maybe they could work something out. Well, it's finally happened. And now it's part of the Dice Tower Essentials line. And I'll tell you right now, people, you've got to check this game out. Uh, I think this is, to me, of the three that they have. And I know we've uh, they've only released one. But we got to play the other one. This is my favorite of the three. Yeah, and that's that's why I brought it up at the start, Marty, because that was big, big news that they were able. I mean, yeah, I had to get mine shipped over on a plane from somebody. But, you know, the best part of this game that I like, Marty, I think, is the the little bit in-your-faceness, the kicking people out of the nobles' influence and moving them to the side and saying, ha-ha, I've now got control which doesn't kick in until near the end of the game. or But it's, it's so important that you figure out how that works out. I agree. And there's like three rounds to this game, but each round feels totally different. Mm-hmm. You're not kicking people out the first round. You're doing a different type of scoring mechanism. And by the third, about the only way you can score is to start kicking people out. So there is some player interaction, which you don't see that a lot in Euro games. But this, I mean, you have to. You have to go in and be aggressive and knock people out of the position or few score points yeah and so once again guys when this thing gets over here or if you see somebody with it give it a try it's one of those to me it's a must buy on the ro scale it's a must buy game for anyone because it is such a good game and i think it takes you beyond that next step of ticket to ride I, no, I totally agree. And Ticket to Ride is, is don't say it, think it's Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride is just because it's, it's card collection mechanism. We're trying to get sets of same colors. It has nothing to do with building anything beyond that. But anyway, Tony just said, hey, here's it's kind of a good explanation of how the card collection works. 
I asked Scott Morris, I said, how is this game going to change when it comes to the U.S.? He says, it's pretty much going to stay the same. He said, they're going to change some graphics on the cards to make those a little bit easier to read or whatnot. But he said, everything else will pretty much stay the same. All right. Well, that's that's cool because he better not break the um, pictures that break apart. He, he's got to bring that. The, the little puzzle pieces are, are so cool at the... It, each royalty is like a two-piece puzzle, and at the end of the game, if you and another person tie, you you break it in half and flip it over, and the points on the other side of, of what you get. And if, if more than two people tie, then nobody gets points for that. And that killed me against Donna and Rebecca. Rebecca, Rebecca even came, she came in second, but she was twenty points behind. It was oh, it was awful. Well. Suzanne and Rhiannon are in the uh, green room waiting to come out, and we don't want to keep them too long. They get all snippy and snarky. Yeah, I don't need to be a throat punched. Let's go get them and bring them in for our next segment of Chit Chat. Goodness gracious, look who has come back to the show. It's about freaking time. Where have you guys been? Gals. In the South, it, guys and gals, it's all about, it's all the same. Sheep, anyway. That explains a lot. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so as if you haven't figured it out from the cute little giggle and the voice in the background, yes, it is time for another segment of Chit Chat. So what you guys been doing? You've been gone a while. Well, wait a minute. Who are these people? They this know may who be these the are. first time these people have listened to Chit Chat and they don't know who we're referring to. Yeah, well, they should. They should go back and listen. I they agree. should know who it is. There we go. <laughs> so who was that? Rhiannon. And that silence was Suzanne. Okay, very <laughs> <Ta-da>! good job. <laughs> well, see, I don't have to do any of the work. If I just sit here, I'll make you do all the work, Tony. I like that deal. No, usually I'm the one who sits back, throws his, his feet up, and then lets y'all guys go at it. That's how it should be. That's how this, this works. I'm just the oh, sidekick. It's, it's true. I mean, many times we're doing this uh, – uh, show and Tony just kicks back in his chair and is like away from the microphone. I'm like, dude, what? where are you going? And he'll like lean forward every once in a while, interject something, and then lean back again. I know my place. It's kind of like when you go on a tangent or a rant about some directions you're giving. Me, you're the one that has the. Okay, I'm sorry. This isn't about us. <laughs> so how y'all been doing, ladies? Fine, good, excellent. Been really enjoying uh, all the gaming excitement of late. And watching Rhiannon's adventures up and down the East Coast. Yes. <laughs> and, and let me just say, I am so sorry I missed you down in Florida, young lady. You I, were just miles it. away, Tony. I could have just like reached out. I, and I even um, went to an v- incredible game store down there. I don't know. Have you had a chance? We were talking about St. Pete, Florida. And there was a game store called um, Critical Games. Mm-mm. Have you been there yet? Mm-mm. It's up near Roosevelt, mm-hmm. up near Tampa. Yep. And he, he has, it's not your typical, it's, it's Marty, it's kind of like uh, your local game store here in Charlotte area where mm-hmm. there's actually windows in the building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's an open, he has all these tables. You don't rent the tables. He has a game library you can go mm-hmm. in. His um, catalog is of all the recent stuff. And he keeps a small catalog. But if you're looking for something that's recent, he'll have it up there. And so it was really, it was a really nice story. And they um, have a local meetup club and I was able to get up and play Robinson and we won. Sweet. And roll for the galaxy, which I still need to play. Have you ladies played that yet? Roll for the galaxy. I have not. I have played a lot of it. What do you think of that? Personally, I adore the game. I think. No, no, I don't want you to give me any personal opinions. I just simply want you to, yeah, personally. Yeah. Well, (laughs) on a scale from one to four, uh, 
it's it's a four for me. It's, well, isn't it, there a standing uh, roll dice and take names game rating scale? Is that not is yes. that not I true? I heard of that, Rhiannon. What what is that scale named after? I don't know. I don't know. I just thought I'd throw that out there <laughs> just in case. So you're saying it's a definite buy for you? I am so glad I picked up this game. I I think it's actually easier to teach than Race for the Galaxy. I think the icon I mean the iconography is the same, the setting is the same, but maybe because, you know, it's just the base game or I don't know what it is about it, but it feels streamlined. It is easier to teach everybody I've been playing with including some really like, you know, people who really enjoy their heavier euros like Marguerite Cottrell, Maggie Bot really enjoys the game. So, um I think it's a hit and uh, I think it's a game you can buy. And then on my side, Normally, I have a very good gut reaction to all games that I play. Like, yeah, I really enjoy this game or it's a definite buy. And that one didn't even cause that for me. I've got to play it again. And I think a lot of it, Suzanne, was from the fact that the guy who taught it, even though he taught it fairly well, I was missing some of the key concepts. And I don't know what it was. I think he he was leaving something on the table for me. And I was just missing how the dice interact. Like the, what is it where you can put the dice up in the corner and a draft or something that can represent some. Yeah. It was a unique mechanic that he didn't really get play. He didn't explain very well. Kind of like what I'm doing now. That's too bad. Cause yeah, that, that little, that mechanic where you can use a die to change a die after you see what phases have been activated, it's actually a really key mechanic in the game. Um, and I think that's why one of the reasons I really like the game is that you always have a decent move. No matter what happens, the game has some things built in to add a little flexibility to what you can do. And and I think that that's one of the things that um, it does better than race, for sure. So I'm sorry that you had that experience. I, I definitely want encourage you to give it another try um, with all the rules in place. Marty, go buy it. Plus, the dice are gorgeous, and they're really well-made. So pretty. And they come with these really cool, thick plastic cups that you get to jingle-jangle them around in. That just sounds loud and annoying. Kind of like us. <laughs> so he'll love it. So, Rhea, Rhea, I hate I missed you down there. Uh, I mean, yeah, you got stuck in Tampa. Yeah. And, well, we, we were going, we were actually going to try to go to a game store and play a game. You know, oh. Did you get to walk around the Vinoy afterwards, though? Like, did you do that? Where my hotel was, I did not go back out because it, it was too late. And they told me that to get there, I would have to traverse through the um, various populations that inhabit the park yes. at that place. Okay. I understand. Yeah, I know right where you were staying. So close to being in the very nice part of downtown. But, but I, uh, yes, it was amazing. I mean, you know, I, I was asked to donate to a lot of uh, worthy f- causes down there when I was there. So, <laughs> so I'm just saying. And she, and she drove through our city twice and, and didn't even stop and uh, say, hey. Somebody was busy at work or something the first time. And the second time it was like midnight when I came through. So, ah, that's true. I could have made that. <laughs> <laughs> Could have met at a Waffle House. I don't eat at Waffle House. But waffles. How can you not eat at a place called Waffle House? No. I'll go to Huddle House, but I won't go to Waffle House. Huddle House is the cheap knockoff of Waffle House. I don't care. I didn't have to eat at Huddle House the entire way from Tampa to Fort Smith, Arkansas (laughs) when I was like six years old because my stupid little brother only wanted to eat there every four hours. So yeah, since then, I have not eaten at a Waffle House. Understand. (laughs) 
So just a couple weeks ago, uh, we had the Big Gamma Show in Las Vegas, and there was a lot of buzz over some of the announcements that were made there. And one of the things that we're going to talk about uh, in this segment is each of us is going to talk about some of the games that were announced that has kind of got us pretty excited as... You know, at the beginning of the year, there are some publishers that will maybe tease a game that's going to be coming out. Well, at Gamma is when you hear a lot of news about things that's going to be released around Gen Con or right after at Essen. So the hype machine is starting to go, and Gamma is one of those first events where the hype machine gets started churning. And there are a lot of big companies there, like um, Upper Deck and Fantasy Flight and Yellow. A lot of the stuff they mention is the stuff that people are going to be trying to get their hands on at Gen Con. And so each of us are going to just kind of touch on some of the games that we saw that's like, ooh, if I'm at Gen Con, maybe I want to race and go grab a copy of that game. So how do you get to Gamma? I mean, it was a retailers, but yet we saw Dice Tower, Rodney. Exactly. That's how you get to Gamma. <laughs> because you're Rodney or you're Tom. So you just have to be a really tall dude? <laughs> you have to be a really polite Canadian. Or somebody give me a description for Tom, quick. She said she did. She said he's a really you got to be a really tall dude. Oh, OK. So so I'm, I mean, you know, I'm I'm almost up there. So anyway, so that's how they did that, because I'm like, how how could that happen? You know, but we next year we're carrying um the broken tokens bags. Marty, we're in. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Can we just tag along? Yeah, they were there. They were at the show. Um, And in fact, I just saw that the broken token is teasing a new organizer that's going to be announced tomorrow. It would already be announced by now. And. I'm not even sure which one it is, so... Ooh, you better write a message. You gotta find out. Come on, where's our scoop, Marty? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, <laughs> speaking of which, out now is a review I did of Broken Token's Dead of Winter insert, and there is a, a shake test that uh, people can now go check out, and um, I have totally disgraced myself uh, with this uh, latest video, so... I cannot wait to watch this. I have no dignity left. Um, to have something left, you kind of have to start Implies, with it. yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Touche. See, this is where I can kick back in. <laughs> Keep going, ladies. I will say that I haven't watched it yet. I'm super excited to because your beautiful wife, Vanessa, when she takes to the airwaves to make sure that the listening public knows that this video has some really special Marty moves in it, you just know it's got to be good if she's calling it out. Agreed. Uh, and she um, helped uh, me film this, and um, she did a fantastic job. She, she really did. And there's there's a blooper section at the end, and most of it's just her laughing in the background, <laughs> which what makes it so funny. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. So back to, to Gamma. So who wants to start? Who wants to throw out a game that's like, ooh, can't wait to find out more about that one? You know, I thought it was interesting as I was listening to what was coming up and watching some of the coverage. It felt like I wasn't seeing a lot of news about some of the heavier Euro style games, right? It seemed very American focused. I liked some of the news about um, wider distribution from games like Zoc that makes amazing, yes. you know, unique games. And that's Aces. Um, so a lot of the games, you, you know, like Haunted Jutonica is going to get reprinted, which I'm super excited about because I don't own a copy. And I saw, like, Rhiannon, we, we were on a Google chat, and I saw Rhiannon's eyes move. That was awesome. I am so horribly bad at that game. Ooh, now I'm super extra interested in it. But I think the 
first one for me that pops to mind is a game from what I believe is Blue Orange Games, which is known for more family-oriented or children-oriented games. They came out with a really beautiful copy of Naya last year, a little two-player abstract, and, you know, Brave Rats, the the American implementation of that Seiji Kanai game for two players. It's really clever. Uh, but from what I saw, the coverage, and it was semi-embargoed, so I haven't seen photos, but the descriptions of their game New York 1901 sounds amazing, where they're saying it's blue-orange getting into the slightly heavier strategy game, still family weight, but a little more strategic. And the podcast I was listening to, I, you know, our friends at the Dice Tower were describing um, the components in it, which Blue Orange does a great job of, um, talking about having like bronze, silver and gold buildings and kind of had like a Tetris-like city building thing where there were like, you know, three in a row, three units in a row or like an L shape or a T shape. And they said the components were the buildings are built out of resin and they just looked and felt beautiful. Like they're just saying how amazing that this this game looked and um, and the, the gameplay looked really awesome, too. So that's definitely one on my my list that I want to check out. And it's interesting that you mentioned about the lack of Euro, because that's actually one thing I tweeted one day is I'm like, is it just me or does everybody just see mainly big announcements about uh, thematic games and not a lot of Euros? And that did seem to be the case. And we had a discussion on Twitter with a few people of like, why? And nobody could really say, is is it because the public, just the publishers that happened to go there just didn't, weren't big into Euros and it was mainly more the upper decks and fantasy flights who make more in thematic games? Maybe. I would say so. But Yellow was there and uh, one of the games that uh, they mentioned, which I was kind of interested in, it was, it was talked about a little bit last year, was the uh, the Big Book of Madness. I don't know if you've seen that. It's a co-op game uh, where your sorcerers that are building a spell book and somehow you, 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 so it's a deck building game and you're trying to build a spell book up. And the whole goal is to be able to turn through like six pages of this book. And if you do, you win, but along the way you have to fight monsters. Uh, the art looks really cool. It was just kind of an interesting, uh, mechanic with building a book, which reminds me of, um, Mage War, not Mage. Yeah. Mage Wars. No. Yeah. It's, it's Mage Wars from Arcane, right? Yes. Thank you. What, what else was I thinking? Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mage Wars where you're flipping through your spell book. I'm with you. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. So anyway, I thought that game uh, just looked kind of interesting and and, and was, was kind of cool. So that was one that uh, kind of got a little bit of a buzz from, it wasn't one of the bigger games, but ones that kind of stuck out to me. What about you, Ray? What'd you see? I am not going to lie. And I watched all of Rodney Smith's Watch It Played Gamma footage before we came on tonight. So it was kind of a whirlwind experience for me. And I definitely had the, wow, this is a lot of Ameritrash stuff, thematic, sorry, uh, games going on. But honestly, everything from Plaid Hat, I was like, yep, I will have all of those things. Seafall by Rob Devio. I can never say it right. Um, Isaac's got a new one coming out called Phoenix. No, Ashes. It's Ashes. ashes yeah, mm-hmm. Ashes. And it's about your like demigods and you're trying to do all this crazy stuff and the art looks beautiful. I know it's not final, but it's the same guy who did the art for Dead of Winter and it looks really nice. And then um the Tail Feathers, um, which is like the mice and mystics set in that kind of like world, but it's like X Wing ish and it just seems really neat and fun. And I was like, hmm, well, there goes all that money. So you didn't so he um Isaac had that demoing at BGG Con. You didn't get a chance to play that, did you? Mm-mm. 
And Suzanne, did you get a chance? I, I didn't, but he did kind of a walkthrough with me of it. And I watched somebody else playing it, and I was greatly impressed. I agree with everything Rhiannon just said. Obviously. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, y'all stick together. <laughs> How about you, Tony? Anything pop out for you? Well, Seafall, of course, because we got to demo that at BGGCon. I'm, I'm really excited about that one. That looks fun. But one that I know Marty uh, was probably very interested in, and it really surprised me, too, that I would be interested in. That was Forbidden Stars Fantasy Flight Games. That really looked like an interesting type game. One more for um, the, I think it takes me back to our love for the StarCraft game and just that without being so heavy, so long like Twilight or any of those other. So that one's got me pretty interested. Marty, what'd you think? Obviously, that was kind of the one big game that kind of came out that everybody was excited about. Uh, a lot of people like the Warhammer 40K uh, universe. You, you're talking about a game with all these epic looking models, really great, great looking models. And immediately the comparison came to Starcraft because how the action selection is done, right. uh, which is something I always liked on Starcraft where you have um, action tokens and you put them down on the board, but they stack. So as people put out their action tokens in the same location, they go on top of yours and then they resolve from the top down, but they're face down. So you don't know what was placed. And then when after everybody places their action tokens, you go to each section, flip over the top token, and resolve it going from top to bottom, uh, which is a really cool mechanic that was done in StarCraft. And, and I saw Tom's talk on it. He said, beyond that, it's not really StarCraftish, but that's enough to get me excited about it because that action selection mechanic is really cool. And the idea of having this big board with the big battles and everything and four unique factions and you know i'm playing conquest now so i'm kind of understanding a little bit more about the 40k universe which is kind of interesting so yes that really stuck out to me too yeah i mean it was just the the fact that of always having a tech tree something like that and i don't know did it seem to you like it was not as long as like a twilight imperium or something like that i couldn't tell I read over some of the rules. It looks like there's more objective-based. In StarCraft, it was more about gaining points or, mm-hmm. or victory points uh, or, or just gaining points to win the game or, or totally decimating another person's army. In this one, there is objectives where you're supposed to move around and grab objectives. And one of the problems we did have with StarCraft, there were some people that we play with like the turtle. In this game, you can't afford a turtle because you have to go out and try to grab these objectives. I don't know. Is that something you ladies would be interested in? I have played StarCraft and I traded it away because I had been done playing it. Um, I think I got all that I can out of games like that by playing StarCraft. And it's not something I necessarily want to revisit. If it was something that was like, if it was considerably shorter, then maybe. But it is kind of like an investment. And I just want to go back to Ashes because I just remembered everything about the game instead of like, oh, you do really cool things. Um, it's actually like... <laughs> Um, a deck building game. And I guess there's three different ways you can do it. You can build your own deck. You can use the decks that they recommend. Um, and then you can do a drafting mechanic. So I'd really, I think that's interesting to have it as a card game, but have these different options to not only add to variability, but maybe complexity if you were playing with people of different, you know, experience and whatnot. And I just think that's neat. And yellow had the submarine game that had Steam me interested. Power? Is that what it is? Steam something like that. But when I watched the video on it and how they were moving the submarines around, I I don't know, something lost in the translation there. Well, one of the games that popped for me was actually not announced at Gamma, but um, Asmati, Chris Sislik, 
Chizazilic um, from Asmati Games kind of held, he held a little press conference and did a press release, even though he wasn't at Gamma. It was kind of his I'm not at Gamma, Gamma announcement. And he has announced the, I don't know, the sibling game to Glory to Rome. Mm. And my ears. A spiritual successor. Bing! Spiritual successor, absolutely. And, and said that there were maybe elements or pieces of Red Seven in there as well. It's, Car- it's Car- Carl Chedek again, um, called M- Motenai. Something like that, yeah. And it. It looks really cool. I'm super excited. There's a print and play that he's made available that I have printed but not played yet. But that one looks super interesting to me. It's going to have a low price point. You know, again, this this kind these games where you have cards that have multiple uses depending on their orientation or placement, etc. I I just really like that in games, and so I'm excited to to give that a try. I, I was very interested in that one too. I, I watched the live um, broadcast that he did as he as he talked about that, and I actually chatted with him um, online a couple of days before. Just he, he started showing me some of the early art, and it, it's really neat, unique. If you haven't played uh, Glory to Rome, each side of the card has um, uh, some uh, some text written on it that does something for you, and you put the card behind a, a, another piece of cardboard, and whichever side is showing is what part of the card is activated. Yep. Yeah, I, I was I was very interested in that one too. What did y'all uh, Crash Games, the um, relaunch of Ca- Council of Verona? What do y'all have y'all ever played the original? I haven't. I don't know anybody who owns it. Yeah, I own it. I have the Poison expansion for it. I have the. I think Italian version of it as well that I got us. I, I, I snuck a copy away from BGG con. Um, I really enjoy it. It's, uh, but it's definitely a game where like some people really like it and some people aren't as fond of it, but I really enjoy it. And I understand he's relaunching it. I'm kind of bummed because I've seen the box design for the new one and it's a nicer box. So I'm kind of <laughs> like, Oh no, I really want that. Um, but I enjoy it, but I like games with blind bidding. Um, it's one of my favorite mechanics in Francis Drake, which is a game I really, really mm-hmm. enjoy. And I think you guys have played Francis Drake, except maybe you, Rhiannon. I'm not sure if you got to play it yet. No. Um, and that this thing, so you have these chips, and there's you know one point, three point, zero points, and you're kind of moving. You play cards to move around cards to you know get one in the Council of Verona or you know in exile. And uh, you know, for example, if you get Romeo and Juliet together, no matter where they are they get points and then depending on which chips you've put on them and nobody can see what chips you've put on them, uh, you get X amount of points if they're together versus if they're apart. And I, I really like that. I think it's a, a fun thing. So, um, I know that there, Patrick also has a new at crash games. He has a new expansion for it as well about corruption. And I know the poison expansion added a lot to the game and I'm sure corruption will add even more. So I'm excited to see it personally. Yeah, that one caught my eye too, especially because it had a really neat box. Mm-hmm. Isn't it cool? He's he's making some yeah. really smart decisions in how he's packaging his stuff. Well, Rhiannon, after spending all that time watching those videos, what else did you see that jumped out at you? Everything Fantasy Flight makes is Star Wars. That jumped out at me. <laughs> hey, don't kill the golden goose. <laughs> A lot of the yellow stuff I definitely want to look back into further just because, you know, I have the kids and stuff like that. And I think that their games are really well done and for them more than for me. 
Yeah, other than that, I mean, maybe it's just because I only watch Rodney's stuff. Rhiannon, I haven't watched Rodney's stuff. Did he cover any of the Haba USA or nope. Zock or anything nope. stuff? Nope. Darn it, Rodney. Why not? Yeah, Haba did a lot of stuff, though, but I didn't see. I, I saw them talked about a lot on Twitter, but I didn't see a lot of the stuff that was done, announced. Well, they're getting, they signed with a bigger distribution here. So, like, that's super great because their games are great and I can stop ordering them from Germany now, apparently, which will be more financially sound. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if the economy of Germany is going to hold up now. It's going to be a big Holy blow cow. and if Zoc's coming too easily because I get all my Zoc games through there. Mm. The Amazon.de. Yeah. It's fine. No biggie. What ifs? <laughs> so if mid-year we start to see the German economy collapse, we'll know. Um, collapse, we'll know. We know oh, stop buying games from Germany. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, another one that jumped out at uh, me, and it's because I was kind of interested in this last year, was announced at Gen Con. Upper Deck, once again, has uh, they teased or has decided to go ahead and do the Versus mm-hmm. um, LCG. And it's just because Tony and I actually played Versus many years ago, and it it didn't really catch us or didn't really grab us. I'm not sure what it was, Tony. I think we may have been playing something else at the time, and we just oh, didn't sure have we were. We weren't investing in two different games, but I'm I'm really curious to see: is it just a rehashing of the old cards? Like, are they just going to take the old cards and re-release them? Then I'm not really interested. Or they're going to come out with some new mechanics and and some new, maybe take some of the older cards but adjust them to the new mechanics and see how that works. I just like Marvel themed games or comic themed games, and and they can do since it's upper deck, you know, they can also do aliens. They can do Predator. Oh, that was another thing that was announced. You no know, Predator. Uh, the deck building game, legendary game that can be played now with aliens. Anyway, I'm curious to see what they do with the verses, but once again, they just teased it and didn't really give any details. I'm with you there. Don't make me buy another living card game, please. You're killing me here. I'm not. Yeah, you, you are. Had, I bought you one. You hadn't, even, you hadn't even bought anything for that one yet. I know I haven't bought anything for that yet. I mean, so but, see? Uh, but and have you even gone online with Suzanne to teach her how to play Warhammer Conquest? I, we 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 still have to do we, that. We, 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 yeah, I hear you. Uh-huh. Okay, well, that's fine. Anything, I, I'll be honest with you guys, it was kind of hard to get some information from that if it wasn't for Rodney or Tom. I mean, I've, I've been Google searching all day, gamma, 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 hmm. and it kept changing it to G-A-M-M-A. And I'm like, stop it. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Um, Science. So, uh, I know. That's, that's how Bruce Banner became the Hulk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And do you know when someone throws up on the Incredible Hulk roller coaster ride? Squirrel. They call it a gamma spill. That's amazing. <laughs> nice. That is amazing. Throw up so, has never been so, so sexy. Uh, so well, okay. So here's here's the story. Are you ready? Oh, and how? Okay. So we're you know we're down at Universal, and my I cannot ride these things. I uh, I hate roller coasters. So anyway, my daughter and wife were standing in line to get on the Incredible Hulk at Universal at, at uh, Islands of Adventure. And they're standing there in the stall, and the roller coaster comes to a stop. And front row, right then, someone has a plasma spill. Gamma. Oh, yeah, all over it. My wife's already sitting there going, you know, I don't know if I want to get on this ride. And now she's like, I'm not getting on this ride. So they have to call out the scientists and their little lab coats and they come out with the pressure washer wow. and they hose down the roller coaster. Yeah, it's awesome. And then this is what this is what I love next. So then they send it out by itself, okay? And the next train comes in, they unload it and they send 
that one out by itself. And they let them cycle a couple of times so that you don't know which one had the plasma spill in it. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. And I'm standing down there holding all the bags with all the purse being the dad. And I'm like, I'm glad I'm, I didn't have to deal with that. So anyway, why why weren't you riding it? I can't ride roller coasters. There would be because there'd been another plasma. spill. <laughs> I thought you said it was a gamma. I'm confused. Is it plasma or gamma? Gamma is plasma. It's all the same. No, it's not. It's not. No, nowhere near the same. <laughs> so, so anyway, plasma is superheated gas. Yes. Yeah, superheated gas. And they make TVs and no more. Yeah. So anyway, but I just thought I'd share that with y'all. That's one of our favorite That was favorite riveting. So, I appreciate it. <laughs> I bet you'll now think about it when, if you ever want to go ride the Incredible Hulk. At, I have. Uh, it's fun. I there. like the way that they, poof, you out of the, out of it. Like, how, how'd that go again? <laughs> okay. Uh, um, they shoot you out of you, it when you're going up. Like do. it's slow, slow, slow. And then they go, poof, and they shoot you out halfway through it. And you're like, what? It's so fun. Anyway. Uh, yeah. The, the magnets to go through. Yeah. I did ride the Harry Potter forbidden journey one where you're sitting in the thing and it's all 3d and it turns you up freaking no down. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I got off of that one and said, okay, that's it. Daddy's done. No more. We're done. But, um, I did ride the, I love the water rides. They're fun. So what were we talking about? Moving on. <laughs> so <laughs> on our uh, guild page, we had asked, hey, if anybody has any suggestions, maybe something that uh, we can talk about. And there was a suggestion out there that I thought was pretty good. Somebody said, hey, here's a question. If you were to have a song played when you came into the room to get ready to play a game, what would it be? So I emailed everybody day and threw that out. And I was, I, I'm sorry, it was either Suzanne or Reed that came back with three types of songs. That was me. It was Rhiannon. She said, let's do three songs. Your entrance song, a song that would be played when you win, and a song that would be played I when said, you lose. I'm not really a genius because you listed these three things in your email. You said an entrance he, song, he a winning song, and a losing song. So you had that did there. I? That's just how I interpreted it. it. Was oh three songs, but I'll take credit. Yes. I guess if you want to give it to me. Oh, well, hold you don't on. even you don't even read your own emails, let alone my. When emails. you play a game, what theme song <laughs> would you use for your entrance and victory or loss? Okay, so I don't <laughs> read what I copy and paste, obviously. <laughs> okay, so I take all credit back away from Rhiannon. That was actually Matt Franz. In the uh, for, and so I'm sorry, Matt. I apologize. That was your brilliant idea. Thanks, Matt. I just just be glad I know how to read. Is all. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so here we go. So everybody has been working on their songs to be played for entrance, win, and loss. And what we're going to do is, yeah, we're going to go around and everybody will will do the entrance first. We know we're coming into the room and you have these loudspeakers. And as you enter the room, what is it you're going to hear played over the speaker? So here we go. For me, when you walk into the room, you're going to hear this. There you go. Mine is the Mortal Kombat thing. Appropriate? Yes. Appropriate? 
Yeah, that's me. old school, man. That's that's pulled that one out, I, and I thought mine were going to be different. Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's like I, I heard it today somewhere. It's like, ooh, that would be cool if you're like walking, it's like test your might, and you know, and then you can rip somebody's spine out as you're playing the game. No it's big very deal. Yeah. Whatever. You need to get like an app on your phone that you can play like the yes. sound effects. Oh my gosh! Like the smack talk that get was in Mortal here. Kombat. Get over like, here! Get, get over, over here! here. Exactly. <laughs> Now that would definitely enhance the game. I am going to do this. I'm going to find it or make it somehow. It is going to be a thing. (laughs) Awesome. It's going to be a thing. (laughs) Nice one, Marty. So um, who's next? Re? Suzanne? Who's next? I'll go, I guess. So this would be mine. Could you pick something more appropriate? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so incredibly fitting. Yeah. I love okay, it. Okay, um, I'm a fogey. I don't know this. You song. don't know? Tra- oh man, We're, you're dead to me. <laughs> I actually believe Elvis sung it before Travis Tritt. Actually. Oh, okay, okay. Mercy, okay. look what just walked through the door. Anyway, trouble. Yeah. I like that because yeah, that's I don't what I am. It, but I like it's it. A bunch of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yes. <laughs> See, I think maybe Mortal Kombat theme would also work for her, too, with the throat punch. With the what? With the throat punch. <laughs> Scorpion. That, that, that's, the, that's the finishing move. Throat punch. Finish him! Alright, very good. Alright, Tony, what's yours? Mine is... I went classical. By Holtz, Mars. And all y'all are looking at me like, what? Yeah, I know. Yeah, he went all classical on us. He's all highbrow in his music For victory, tastes. like 1812, when they're doing the cannon shots, that would totally work. But yeah. I- well, well, Holtz, Mars is... We hear it, yeah. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's not all right. But, but please continue. Yeah. Feel free. No, that's cool. That's cool. I like the uh, the whole classical thing. Hey, it's it's educational. And it's fitting. You go from uh, you go from a video game theme to Travis Twit Twit <laughs> Twit Twit. That would be Travis Twit. Trit. Trit. Not Twit. No. Speak much. <laughs> classical to Suzanne's what? Well. Obviously, if I walk into the room, whether it's a gaming session or not, this is the song that needs to play. Buddy, you're a boy, make a big noise, playing in the street, gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face, you big disgrace, kicking your can all over the place, singing, We will, we will rock you. Indeed. Very appropriate. Nice. Nice. Of course, it's not really we, is it? Shouldn't it be I will rock you? No, it's the royal we. (laughs) Oh, okay. We. We shall rock thee. 
so oh, and, it, and it's the thematically works because it's by Queen, who is royalty. See, I see what you did. I'm pretty there. sure nice. "the" was meant for peasants, though. Just saying, if we want to get into technical histories of words. But anyway, wait, what's peasants? "the" and "thou"? That was totally peasant use for the word "you," and was considered disrespectful. People now use it as like, "Oh, I respect thou" or whatever, as like a sign of you know royalty. But it's not what it was when it was originally. Thank you, Mrs. Know-It-All. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I feel educated now. That was we, awesome. We, just, we educate on rolling dice and taking names. There you go. <laughs> I want to go back and replay that one and, and take notes. Of you. Sweet. <laughs> All right. So here we go. So now you're, you're at the table. You finished your game. You've now won the game. Coming through the speakers, Tony is what? Well, that one, like you would have ever guessed for me, is... Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Snoop Dogg coming through. There it is. That's my song right there, baby. Yeah, that's going to get photoshopped. If there is not glow sticks involved with this victory dance, I will be so sad. <laughs> I'm going to bring them, actually. I'm going to bring them. I approve of this plan. So so we, we go to sitting in the balcony at a music hall to a rave party for Tony, you know, from his entrance music to his, to his victory music. He is an enigma. What about you, Suzanne? What you going to top? I know, I know, it's going to be awesome. I mean, it's obvious again, isn't it? That this is my song for victory. Which is, of course, Queen's classic. We are the champions. My friend. Well, the, okay, I, I sense a theme going here. There might be a theme. <laughs> That's beautiful, y'all. <laughs> or something. It's something. <laughs> you can auto tune that, right? Good. I don't think auto tune can auto-tune. fix that. Auto tune. It can fix Britney Spears, but it can't fix Tony McCree. <laughs> All right. Marty, how about you? All right, so here we go. I'm going really old school, and I got to give Vanessa credit for this one just because it was, <laughs> it would just be fun. She, so, she is your better half, isn't she? She is. Okay, she, she is, is the whole package, and you're just what? <laughs> That's right. So after winning a game, you're going to hear this. I'm on top of the world. There better be some sweet dance moves for that one. A little, a little shimmy, a little hustle footstep. A really intimidating song by the Carpenters, you know, uh, <laughs> Top of the World, you know, striking fear into those who just lost before me. In, in a way that's almost like rubbing it in yes. worse. <laughs> yes, that is. Because <laughs> it's so bubbly. That is salt on the wound. <laughs> nice. It's like when my six-year-old beats me at a game. And last but not ever least... Well, I needed to mix it up a little bit for this one, and it would be... 
it feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster type player plays his cards right. A real gangster type player never runs his mouth. Cause real gangsterized players don't start fights. <laughs> <laughs> you and Tony can just hang. <laughs> yeah. We got the posse. <laughs> The entourage. If, y'all ever play a, if y'all ever play a team game, I mean, y'all, y'all man, y'all are going to coincide with each other. <laughs> and you're going to make a darn good concert, too. Mm. <laughs> Feels good to be a gangster. It's hilarious. You know, it's so funny because that song is like all, you know, hardcore, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But honestly, mm-hmm. when I hear it now, all I think of is the movie Office Space. <laughs> yep. Sweet. Oh, so we got one more segment, don't we, here on the one more song. So, Marty, what is your losing song? Wow. I'm going to pick. I just realized now I've picked something that probably nobody has, has heard unless you're like really old school. All right. So We're just old. Just because it's, it seems to fit. So I've I've now lost. I feel all by myself. And this is what you'll hear. I've actually heard this song, and that is perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I'm just a I'm just a little lonesome loser. So I've gone from the top of the world to a lonesome loser. It's a very versatile song list. I'm impressed with its diversity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Miss Diversity, what uh, what's going to be your... <laughs> oh, this won't be diverse at all, because I have a feeling, since you've already picked two Queen songs, that maybe your third might be a Queen? Don't assume. You don't know me. So then what is it? <laughs> of course. I don't hear this very often, because, you know, I don't lose very often. But oh, on the rare occasion oh, that I do... Oh, oh flag. Oh, mm. Throwing a flag on this one. Flag, flag on the play? Yes, yes, Mr. McRee. What flag would you like to throw? She's like level 392 in Star Realms. She doesn't lose. Oh, that's true. <laughs> okay, that just went back in my face. So and, never mind. and Rhiannon, I don't know. Isn't there video evidence of a pretty significant thwomping and pretty significant victory on our part? I'm pretty sure there was like double the score type stomping. Yeah. yeah. That happened. Well, let me be honest with you. Boiling water can beat us at Diamonds. <laughs> or anything. <laughs> Oh. Or anything. Oh. <laughs> or, or whatever else Chaz decides to put in a video. <laughs> oh, Chaz. So, 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 so I'm sorry, Susan, we interrupted you. So, so. You know, so on the rare occasion I do lose, of course, I need this, this song. The show must go on by my beloved queen. Nice. From their last studio album right before Freddie Mercury passed away. Also featured in the movie Moulin Rouge. Yeah, indeed. There you go. Great song. (laughs) It's always looking forward. You know, the show must go on. I'm never going to, you know, I may be down, but I'm, I'm going to keep on moving. Yeah, that's real. That's really a good uplifting song, you know, to, to try to get you back into the game. I'm just, you know, a lonesome loser, <laughs> so it, it did nothing for me. 
See, and I thought, Suzanne, with the Queen theme, I thought you were going to go with Who Wants to Live Forever. It was on the list. <laughs> it, was, it, was it was definitely okay. on the list. That's the song I play right before I'm about to go down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> That's the pre-losing song. Exactly. Pre- okay. All right, Rhiannon, do share. Well, mine is not unlike the theme of yours, and that I'm not going to just go sit in a corner and cry all to myself, like Marty. <laughs> I, instead, am going to go ahead and do this. And that is Here I Go Again by White Snake. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Pulling out some 80s hair bands. Admittedly, they were all <laughs> 80s hair bands, but then I decided to mix it up. <laughs> is, and Marty, is that the one with the model washing the car? Uh, a Katane. A um, Tawny. What's her name? Tawny. Yes. Thank you. They were together during that time. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were distinctly not. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I was just trying to paint an image of Ree with the washing the car or whatever that video was where she was in it. That's what I was trying to give our viewers. Why? Why would you want to do that to them? <laughs> because because you are the BGG geek of the week. That's true. I, that, that is true. Oh God, we couldn't get through the whole episode without it being said. Could we? No, I was going to make sure it said. But put those headphones back on, girl. So for those who don't know what the Board Game Geek Geek of the Week is, could somebody give us a little description? I would like to know what Tony loses to first. Oh. Oh. I oh. forgot. <laughs> everyone. I lose to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, when I lose, this would be playing. And that has to be, of course, the awesome song by Three Doors, Down, Loser. <laughs> That's just it. I almost did Beck's Loser. Oh. Yeah, Beck's Loser's a good I one, too. I saw that one. I almost, I almost did, did that, that. One too. I was like, well, yeah, well, yeah. No, I've always enjoyed that. I just, something about the tune of that song, I just always liked it. So, But it was very appropriate for me. I was like, yeah, Loser. Because Kryptonite doesn't work, cause, but, you know, that's okay. Unless you're Superman, and then you are a loser when that comes into play, right? I almost, almost went with Taylor Swift, Shake It Off. I would only me. allow that if there was a video of lip syncing and dancing to it. What do you think he does in the Dead of Winter video? Oh. I feel like that must be part of it, the way he has his pen in his mouth and his eyebrows all shaking. No, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. no I, I'm doing that because I'm like, that's that's a good one for a future one. <laughs> but it wasn't that You're welcome. <laughs> Let me write that down. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, of all, all the other ones, I thought there'd be some, like, Rocky Like a Hurricane, Beth Scorpions, you know. Which ones didn't make your list, guys? Throw them out there. I was going to do Invisible Touch by Genesis, because I love that song, for my entrance, but... And I thought Trouble was just so much better. Invisible touch, yeah. Yeah, that's a great song. (laughs) (laughs) And then I I thought of one that, um, oh, crap, I can't remember which one did it was, but Mama Told Me to Knock You Out. Oh. Uh, That was I I almost did Tupac, All Eyes on Me, but that is far too full of vulgarity for this show. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I was just thinking, yeah, the um, refrain in that "Mama told me to knock you out." I, I thought that would be an excellent winning song as well. Who, who, which one did that? Was that that was an Ice T? What? No. And I almost did "Bust a Move" by Young MC just because of the beginning. I, mean, I was like, "Bust it." Tony, I'm I'm just impressed with your urban cred over there. I'm like, oh my gosh, where did this come come come? From? Must have been your daughter. Yes. Yes. Okay. Things you yeah, things you listen to riding around. <laughs> yes. What can I say? So anyway, so there's our um, theme songs. Now, did they work for you guys? We're not going to do a rank them on who did the best yet, but y'all are more than welcome to post there on the BGG code on whether or not who has the best theme songs. Or post your theme songs. Yeah. What's your entrance, your victory and loss theme songs? And do you have them programmed in your phone ready to go? It's like oh, a ringtone. I need to do that. That's so awesome. All right. So let's get let's get back so we can we can brag on Rihanna yeah. some more. So she is the uh, board game geek geek of the week, which is what? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just yeah, go for it. It's just an honor to have your name on the front page, right? Yeah. Um, basically, it no. is a no. It's, it's not, more than that. It's not an honor. It is an honor. I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a work. It's a bunch of work, is what it is. No, I'm just kidding. So yeah, so you you had to be nominated. And I was nominated. It's a user nominated thing. So and it started with users way back in the day. Like I'm number four hundred ninety four. So there's been a geek a week for that many weeks since whenever. Um, and you're supposed to get nominated based on not just like you don't have to be active in BGG because when I. Robin Lee's nominated me and I was surprised. I was like, well, I don't do anything on BGG. I don't even rank games. Like, um, but it's about being active in the community and stuff like that, not just on that website. So, um, it's two rules. You're not supposed to like know them in person and then they're not supposed to live in the same country as you. And then you just get nominated and then you're like a thread on the front page and people ask you all sorts of questions. Like, do you prefer Romulans or Cleons? Also, would you prefer to roll hamburger dice or pizza dice? Things that matter. And <laughs> you just get to do that on BGG. And then at the end of the week on Saturday, I will nominate a new person next week. And then they will nominate another person. So by the time people hear this, it'll probably be two Geek of the Weeks away from me. So what is this about not in the same country as you? How in the world do you find? I mean, You're not supposed to be. But if you look at it, there's definitely long chunks of time where it's all USA. But I did pick someone from a foreign country. When you are the Geek of the Week, what are the responsibilities that you have while you wear this crown? You just answer all the questions that people ask of you on your thread. Okay. But it's really impressive how engaged the community is. And it's it's it seems very warm and very positive. It and is. And I, I love that. And it may, like Rihanna said, the questions can be really random. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of fun, too. Oh, yeah. And it's it's cool that they kind of stray out of the... Do you prefer European style games or Ameritrash games? You know, it's cool that they mix it up. Yeah, I think the first question I got was, "Who was my favorite wizard?" And is there are they from a game? And my favorite wizard is the Grand Wizard. Tim Curry plays him in The Worst Witch. So I don't think anybody was expecting that answer, but <laughs> that's the case. And that's not in a game, so yeah. But it can be silly questions, but then it can be serious things. Like I had someone ask favorite designers and why someone recently asked me what my favorite books are, you know, so it doesn't have to necessarily be games related. So how many pages you got so far in your BGG? I was on number two when I congratulated you. That was all I know. Five? Five? You're kicking it, girl. Go. I just hit respond a lot. It's all just like <laughs> random Thank you. Like spaces. Thank you. And <laughs> 
Yeah. As, as it should be. Right. Because uh, I have nothing of substance to add. Well, before we let y'all go, why don't you tell us what you're doing? Uh, Rhiannon, anything going on with Spooning Meeples? Um, next month is deduction theme games, and I actually need to bother some of you fine people to see if you want to be on an online play of some kind of game, whether we do Spyfall or The Resistance. Obviously, you guys are more than welcome to be a part of that, I guess. Not Tony, but... Suzanne and Marty, of course. <laughs> Thank you, because Tony hates resistance. <laughs> no, I um, play Spyfall, and I did pretty darn well at that. Thank you so much. I'm not entirely sure what we're going to play, but last year we did the resistance with a bunch of reviewers, and it was really fun. And so, yeah, I have to yeah. figure that out. But Play a real game. Aww. Resistance. Ooh. Don't play resistance. It's, well, we did that last year, so I probably will do something different. But Okay. I'll, I'll be happy to do Spyfall. Yeah. That would be easy because as that website that already does it, you know, and generates it for you. And you get a lot of them in, so it could be very entertaining that way as well. Suzanne, what you got going on with the blender and the breakfast? <laughs> I know. All the food-themed <laughs> board game-related things are falling my way, which I think is like the universe's sign I'm supposed to eat more French fries and pie, but I'll take that. I still haven't had pie. Rhiannon, I just don't know what to do about you, sister. Waffle House doesn't have it or that was one of the questions was what's something you really that you want to do when you haven't and my answer was have some pie like uh, that's what I still need to do is have pie if you haven't had pie by the time we go to BGG con together we will we, we are going like I will pay for the cab and we will find the best <laughs> pie we can get in Austin or no Dallas and we're getting you pie <laughs> I was gonna say Austin. Yeah, wow. so, so yeah. you've never eaten pie what? You've never had a pie? Pie. You never had like apple pie? I've had pie before in life, but we lost power for Thanksgiving for a week. And so we didn't get to have Thanksgiving and I haven't had pie uh. since then. And Suzanne was like, I've had 12 pies today at my in-laws. And I'm like, I hate you. And so now it's just like. I'm putting a moon pie in the mail for you. Will that <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so yeah, we're doing, um, I'm doing a segment on Board Game Breakfast. I've done that for a while now about board game apps. Uh, Z Garcia, part of the Dice Tower Network, just started a separate show called Board Game Blender, which um, is similar in that it's got a lot of different contributors doing segments, but it's different in that each episode has a theme that all the segments kind of uh, try to stick to as much as they can. So we've done a show on Tiny Games, and we just did a show on Downtime. And I would say, you know, Dice Tower Board Game Breakfast has more of a informational newsy feel to it. And Board Game Blender is much more kind of commentary editorial kind of content. So there's mm. a nice, you know, it's, it's a little bit different and a lot of fun. And I get to talk about non-digital board game apps. It's kind of funny. Some people are like, I didn't know you played regular board games. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, and it's a lot of fun. And, and I encourage people to check it out and provide feedback because it, you know, we've only done three episodes so far. So uh, definitely still fine tuning it and, and open to constructive um, feedback there. And then on, on the sidelines with all my free time, um, Jen can't 2015 planning is starting to really kick into gear as we're planning um, gaming, like digital gaming events that we can do. Um, and I'm as I'm soliciting for prizes uh, from, you know, all the amazing publishers and designers in our community and really gearing up for a fun virtual convention 
in a few months. And I remember we talked about last year, and I still want to do it. I want to be your um, on-ground correspondent at the con for Gen Can. Oh, that's fun. I have high expectations of you. Yep. So the, That's your first mistake. Yeah, yeah, the idea is to go around and, and talk about uh, Gen Can from Gen Con. Exactly. It, it's going to be magical. It's going to be a good one. What about you guys? What do you have coming up? Um, we ain't got nothing going on. <laughs> That's true. As always, Marty's got the, the tweeter action going, and it seems like every day he's tweeting out a 10,000 tweets or something and getting people to irritate him. Or me irritate other or people. Or you irritate other people, and we appreciate you playing along. Having you find people on the show, that's the biggest thing that Rolling Dice and Taking Names has got going on. Uh, Marty's heading to Origins. Once again, Rhiannon, we're the biggest. You're the best. The biggest. No, you're the best. Well, I'm going to a thing before him. I'm going to Geekway, so ha. I'm going to the next con. Where's that? St. Louis. Oh, so are you going to drop by Miniature Market and pick up your um, stuff that you don't have to have shipped? Well, I would probably just spend enough to have it freely shipped, if (laughs) that's what always happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you you need intervention here? Do you not see an issue having all that happen? Did I just buy 10 sets of RPG dice in a bag? I'm pretty sure I did because of Marty. (laughs) Did you buy the um, upper? No, what was it you did, Marty? The dice fault, the card thing that you tweeted? The card thing? That was a pretty cool box, but I did not get it. No, I am, however, looking at the little like geek chic entropy tower entropy engine thing their little like portable dice tower thing that folds that looks pretty sweet i'm like i have a problem why am i playing rpgs now like now i just want dice and dice towers and i think the biggest thing marty needs to handle for us is international tabletop day Mm. yeah and i'm not doing so well with that either I'm not getting a lot of help with that. Oh, I'm my bad, my fault. No, not not you. I'm talking about just trying to get some something going, and I'm not I'm not getting a lot of traction. We're doing it. We're not doing it at our at private rev, residence. We're going to be doing it with a um a game club. Our game club here in Charlotte mm. at a uh, German restaurant, and it's going to. Ooh. I think we have like up to seventy people in this ballroom. So. Do they serve Reuben sandwiches? Yep. Big event for us. Yes. They all German. They um, got the, what's the, the pickle thing. In, oh, the pickles. Me. Fried uh, pickles. Uh, they fried pickles. Those are amazing. No, it's a, no, it's a, a beef with a pickle in it. Oh, it's so good. And the purple cabbage. Oh, it's so good. Oh, that, the red. Yeah. That's the best stuff. Oh, I love that. It's so good. So yeah, we got the international tabletop. Um, Marty's been trying to, we got to figure out what we're doing. Uh, I mean, we're going to be there and probably be the filler guys as always. Just don't play diamonds. Don't do it. <laughs> no, no. Oh, there will be, there will be no diamonds. No. <laughs> They'll for sale. will probably be played. I'll probably bring a Bluxen. Um, yes. And I've got a couple other games sitting over there that Marty doesn't know about. So I'm surprising Good. him with those. So we're going to see how things go. Thank you ladies so much for coming on. It has been a wonderful time. We haven't talked to you in a couple months. I'm glad we kind of got all the, the calendars and everything synced up to where we can get on at the same time again. It's interesting when we go a couple months, we usually get somebody going, Hey, when are you going to do another chit chat segment? Did that happen or no? Yeah, it did. Okay. <laughs> and then about the same time, we got somebody else going, Hey, when are you going to have Chaz on again? <laughs> so I've been talking to Chaz about getting him on too. So. We just we just like to bring all the fun people on our show. That's why that's why it's I, I was going to be mean to start naming people. That's why such and such hasn't been on our show. But that's, no. that, was, that was mean. <laughs> well, it's always fun, and I will say that always. you guys are some of my favorite Southerners in the whole wide world. So, <laughs> yeah, but you only know two. You're still her favorite <laughs> and her least favorite. <laughs> that's 
True. She could not have any. Oh, and, I, and I'm supposed to say, too, I'm supposed to apologize for the uh, the guys who are in this fantasy baseball league that I'm in. A lot of other shows and media people have this fantasy baseball league going on, and it's my turn to draft. <laughs> I'm supposed to make a pick, and I told them I can't pick because I'm getting ready to record. And they said, well, then you at least got to mention us on the show so i'm sorry guys why well, i haven't made a pick because i'm making this recording right now i'll i'll pick as soon as okay no i won't i'm gonna go straight to bed in the morning i'll make a pick i was gonna say you're going to bed you're not fooling me i am going to bed i'm not gonna make a pick after right after this and now i'll hear gnashing of teeth when this comes out but hey you know we'll get it done i'll get it done so once again thank you for uh coming on and we can't thank wait to talk again in a I don't know. Whenever somebody says, hey, can you have them back on again? <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> and maybe we'll be more structured next time and have a little bit more fun. How's that sound? Well, I don't know about the structured part, okay. but the fun always happens. Hey, I don't know. Compared to last time, this was a lot more structured. <laughs> we had two major topics. We covered them both. We're good. We only we had, what, what, one or two squirrel moments? So that's Check not too bad. Check those right off. Yep. Uh, that's what I'm known for. Okay. I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> But but you'll just remember that when they run in a roller coaster, they're drying it off, and you can't figure out. Oh, you need to come down and ride Fury three twenty five. Have y'all seen that? Mm-mm. No. The go out there and type Fury three twenty five in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's the new Giga Giga roller coaster. Our roller coaster. It's three hundred twenty five feet high and it goes up to ninety five miles per hour here. Yeah. No. Thank you. And it's at an eighty four degree angle, so it's almost straight down the first. Oh hill. well, Tampa has one that's at a ninety degree angle. So. <laughs> yeah, but ours is taller. Oh well, ours is straight down, and your feet dangle. So. <laughs> well, if it goes straight, isn't that kind? Well, isn't that like falling? Yeah, yeah, it's mm. yeah. But you're in a harness, and so it's. I was talking to somebody today about you know old school roller coasters. You know, you used to have the bar at your waist, and when yeah. you went down a hill, you came out of your seat. Now you've got all these safety harnesses on. You ain't moving at all. It's a totally different thing that Tony still can't do. I still can't do. It. I hate him. I absolutely hate him. <laughs> Absolutely. And Suzanne, accept the challenge. No. Oh, God, no. The teacups are too much for me. I'm, I'm feeling he's talking about Star Realms. Oh. <laughs> no, that, teacups. Am I right? Done. Yeah. Done and done. <laughs> All right. Well. Thanks, y'all. Yeah, bye. You are the biggest loser. Goodbye. All right, another incredible, interesting segment from Chit Chat. I love the theme songs, Marty. I know my winning one won't be played much because it seems like I'm always a loser. You'll be hearing that song all the time for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, so I might as well go ahead and get my Little River Band Best of cassette out because I'll be playing mine a lot too. Oh, yeah, and then uh, as far as Ree's, you know, one song where you – I'm surprised you were able to find a clean version of that. I thought it would just be – and here's Ree's. Beep. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> well, it's so funny when um, I've never kind of listened to that song all the way through. I mean, I heard it in the movie and Office Space and whatnot. So I was going through. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, I can't use this. It's like clean version. And I found the, the one version that was clean. So I got to use a piece of that. Yeah. So appreciate the ladies coming back on. And hopefully they won't spend so long a time away from us. Or then again, they 
may just stay away. I don't know, but that's okay. We appreciate them being back on there. <laughs> do want to mention uh, as the Kickstarter, um, it's like spring flowers or something that all the Kickstarters kept popping up left and right. There's one closing at the time of this release. Uh, guys, they, they got funded and that was TJ Dunbar's Castle Assault. It's a two player game. We've mentioned it before. Um, we got to play it at BGG Con and, or I did. Uh, and it's an interesting two player game, Marty. And one of the things I like most about this, if, if you're looking, if you still have any money left in your Kickstarter budget, guys. I know a lot of us, not not really, but if you do, it is funded. So congratulations, TJ. That is awesome. But one of the mechanisms I never really harped on, Marty, was the fact that it forces you to move your players. I, I know if you're not familiar with it, you're trying to attack someone else's castle. And Lance, um, the undead Viking, did a great video on this, but you're marching your people. And I love the force march of that. The, the fact that, the, that you can't sit there and do as one of our friends, Ed, does, turtle. You, you got to move your enemy. So, so congratulations on that, guys, over at, for Castle Assault. Hopefully, maybe um, in a little bit, we'll get to see the, what the expansions look like. And hopefully, maybe we, if you didn't back it on Kickstarter, you're listening to this past the 7th, you'll see it in a local retailer. How about you, Marty? You got anything? There was a game that's just now starting on Kickstarter at the start of baseball season, which is appropriate because it's another baseball game. We've seen a couple of these. We saw baseball highlights, uh, 2045, and we saw bottom of the ninth. This is Platinum Series Baseball, and I'm just going to read the little blurb at the top so I don't mess this up. Platinum Series Baseball is a fast-paced tabletop dice and card deck builder that puts you in capital letters in control of a fantasy style big league franchise now what's unique about this game is it's an official licensee of the major league baseball players association so that means all the likenesses of all the players can be used in this game so you can actually use real players that are playing uh, ball and it is a dice rolling mechanism and it uses three ten-sided die and to me when you look at the stack cards tony it looks a little bit like apba mm-hmm. you have ranges of numbers anywhere from a zero 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 to nine 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 and depending on the roll of the dice you go look on a chart and you see how they did and and then you compare that to you know the pitcher that you're going up against or uh, depending on what you roll you, you either use the batter stats or the pitcher stats and and there's some advanced rules that I haven't seen yet that supposedly brings into uh, other uh, conditions of a ball game and, and makes it more of a managerial style thing where you have to make all these decisions as a manager they just sent me the kind of the quick start rules so this game should be I say kickstart and that's wrong it's on Indiegogo uh, if you want to go look at uh, Indiegogo and um, if it's started, we'll have this on our blog by then uh, to show you where it is. But it's a game I'm very interested in, and I'm working to see if they can get us a prototype. Because Tony, I think this is you, one you and I would like to try out. Oh yeah, I, I, like I said, you know, bottom of the ninth, I'll scratch that itch. And what's up with all the baseball games all of a sudden? Is it because that just recently we said there's not many good baseball games, and people heard that and they said let's go to the drawing table and come up with baseball games to please us? Yeah, that's it. I'll go with that. Nice. Yeah. Well, we appreciate everybody going doing that for us. So this will be interesting to see how they do this. I'm, I'll be watching this too and wait for you to back that if you got any money left. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm very curious about that. And like I said, hopefully in the future we'll get a prototype and try it out. Now, the one thing I'm, I'm looking at the cards and they had to change some of the arts on the cards. So they said what you see is not uh, for real. It's Major League Players Association they have a license with, but not Major League Baseball. So I don't know if they can use team names or not. So, so they can use the players, but they can't use the teams because they didn't give you all the money. I understand. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, again, I'm looking at sample cards, and I know it is showing the backs of the players' jersey, but it's kind of basic colors, and you 
Mm-hmm. When I look at the helmets or the hats, I don't see any emblems. I don't know whether that means they won't have them or it's just going to be basically the players' names and that's all you get. Hey, it's better than, hey, think of it like it's your um, fantasy baseball team. There you go. And with, they're playing on, on my particular team. But I like the I like the idea of this deck building mechanic to kind of mm-hmm. see how that works. I don't know whether you build your deck before you come into the game or as you play the game. I would think it's probably before. And they said there's a trading card aspect to it. So then I'm curious about that. Does that mean there are boosters and stuff involved? So, again, I, I, there's a lot more that we can learn about this game. You were pimping out a big bucket of dice or something. What was this about? You got Reed to buy dice? I know she wasn't happy about this. Uh, she was she was pretty pleased when she got it. So yeah, there was this site called um, Easy Dice Roller. Mm-hmm. Easy, um, we'll have it on. <laughs> Congratulations, since you brought it up, now I get, you got to put it in the uh, blog That's as fine. a link. And what they do is like for twenty four twenty five dollars, they send you like a hundred and something dice. Uh, it's like uh, so many sets of of polyhedrals and a and a felt bag with a satin insert. It's an incredible deal for that many dice. Okay, I don't need a bunch of D20s. Do they have a deal out there for just D6s? Well, no, it's a complete set. Oh, so oh, it's, oh it's all of it's, them. It's, it's a seven-set polyhedral set, and they send you 10, 15 uh-huh. of, of these complete sets in one big bag. And so it's just great to have. I mean, so for example, my son took it to Pathfinder for people who didn't have dice. He pour them out there and said, here, here's the red set, here's the blue set. And then just give them back to me when you're done. Okay. I, I like it. And these sets are usually 5 or $6 per set, and you're getting that many for 24 bucks. Oh, that's pretty cool. Or if you, I could see another use, if you wanted to do the home alone, have the um, little triangle dice laying out in front of the floor as a security measure, because you know those dice are about useless. The D4s? Yeah, yep. the D4s. Just have them set up as little spikes all over around your house to teach people not to come into your house. There is that. So, yes, if you want to hurt people, you can do that too. It's your choice. Yeah, put them in a slingshot. Because what else? What good is that die? Sure. Here I am trying to buy dice so I can have them for games. And you're just wanting to injure people with them. I can't help it, man. I just I just can't imagine any of that. That or a D20 is a good one to put in a slingshot too. So, What is this with you in slingshot and trying to sling dice at people? Squirrel! I don't know. Maybe it's the spring. Maybe it's the fact that a squirrel tried to attack me in the backyard again. I don't know. <laughs> He started yelling. A tree rat. Yeah, tree rat. He tried. He was yelling at me. I'm like, dude, it's my yard, and he's going. I'm like, well, quit, stop. Get. I need. I need a. I need your pellet gun, or whatever you got. Yeah, it's a 22. Yeah, it's. It's not like you'll scare it off. You'll kill it if I hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Those things do move pretty fast. They scamper. Yes, they pretty quickly. Do. Yes, they do. And um, what was the other thing I was going to? Oh, 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 yeah. In, in an upcoming show, in the future shows, we have someone else coming online. But uh, a couple other things, guys. If you have not gone out and seen two things, and two of one of them you cannot unsee ever again, and that was Marty's excellent job, sir, on the Marty's Museum on the Dead of Winter Shake Test. Incredible. Great job. Behind the scenes. It's hilarious, guys. You got to go check that out. How long did it take you to film that? You would be surprised. So what he's referring to is uh, I did a shake test for the dead of winter insert and there's a, a dance routine in there. And if you go to our YouTube channel at roll dice, take names, uh, you can see it. <laughs> Get this. So the entire time it took to film the dancing part, just two hours, just two hours. We kind of had it all planned out before we got there. Um, Vanessa did a really good job. Vanessa did a really good job of directing. Um, and kind of taking over and kind of planning out some of the shots and everything. And we, it really just took two hours and editing, you know, took, took some time, but the actual shooting only took two. Vanessa has been directing you for 24 years almost. Hasn't she? 
Yeah, so she she really knows how to bring the best out of me. Yes, I can uh, I can definitely <laughs> say that. So yeah, I'm happy anniversary for y'all because I know that's coming up. So we got that it going is. on. Yeah, um, and the next one is Chaz Marler's um, mockumentary of of Mur Rocks Rockstar Rock Rockstrom Rockstrom. Okay, mm-hmm. and. Um, I got a cameo in it. Marty has an incredible appearance with his buddies in there. So um, definitely go take a look at that. And next year, if you want something done like that, uh, hopefully Chaz will offer it up. It was definitely for a worthy cause. Chaz will offer it up if he wants to go through all that again, because I can't imagine how many hours that took him. And maybe we can talk to him soon and and find out. Yeah how long it actually took to do this entire project from start to finish. Just, just that whole thing was guys go take a look at that. That was hilarious. I, yeah. And that's on his uh, channel. Uh, just go look up paradise paradise on YouTube. And it's, it's a 40 minute piece of art. Yes. It, sh- it should be up for some webbies or something like that. That would be neat uh, if they did that kind of thing. So They do do that kind of thing. Oh, and then Marty and I, we explored back to our roots. We went and played StarCraft again with our good buddy Cecil and Ed. Uh, not one guy, Cecil and Ed, our good buddies. Drop my S's again, Marty. And you'll hear about that. That was fun, wasn't it? It, it was. And I kind of want to wait until we play the full game. Yeah. The other night was like... Well, how long do we get to play? An hour, two hours of like relearning the rules. <laughs> and it's like, okay, now let's put it away and let's get together. In the future, we can have three to four hours to actually play a full game. But I, I will say this. I miss playing that game because that is a fun little game. It is. It really well, is. Well, a little is the wrong word. It's a fun big game. And I forgot. I mean, it's amazing how your memory at our age can go on you guys. But I, I was remembering things like, oh, these options aren't that bad. There's not that much to do. And then Marty breaks out the rule book and I start looking at stuff and I'm like, what the heck? Did I play this? You know, oh, <laughs> man. It was unreal. Yeah. And uh, I think that's one reason why Tony and I are excited about Forbidden Stars because – it looks like I, the the same um, order mechanic is used. That's and that to me, that's what really drives the game. And one of them, Tony, either Cecil or Ed, I think it was Cecil. I can't stand that mechanic. And to me, that's what makes the game is that order mechanic. Oh yeah, me too. I, I love. No, it was Ed. Ed said he didn't like that order. I love placing the orders. And if you don't execute them in the right time and blocking people, yeah. Yep. And I forgot about the event com- cards. So anyway, you'll hear more about that. If you haven't already tuned us out, you'll get to hear more about it. And you can tune us out in a future show on that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, wow. I think we have exhausted our, our time with our listeners today. I think they've probably had enough of us. And so we probably need to get out of here. And once again, thanks to everyone who um, contributed and sent in stuff for the contest. All winners have been notified and we uh, congratulate them on that. And I'll have some type of listing out there on the blog or something. Don't want to belabor that point. And so pay attention. You never do know when we'll be offering up the, another contest in the future. It all depends on what we can pick up cheap at International Tabletop Day. <laughs> That's actually right. Yeah, I think we uh, let's put the uh, pictures of the winners uh, from the inserts on the, the website so that people can see which pictures won. I'll make that happen. All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening as always. And we do appreciate you. So come back again and we'll be, as always, rolling dice and taking names. Follow us on Twitter at Dice and Names. Visit our website, RollDiceTakeNames.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Roll Dice Take Names. Visit our guild on BGG. Like us on Facebook. Thanks, y'all. 
Okay, so Marty, in your video, you jump on that mattress to break your fall, and the box goes springing from your hands. How did you not break it? It, it was the funniest thing. I wish it would have shown how the box landed. The box landed straight up on the side. So basically it flipped a couple times and landed straight up. I know if it would have hit the corner, it, that would have been it. It probably would have broken the insert on the inside, but that sucker landed straight up and, and true to, to what I showed on the video, nothing was messed up in the box at all. I mean, nothing was broken. There wasn't any splinters. There wasn't any fractures anywhere. That was the funniest thing. It's like, all right, there's the real test right there. Go watch the video, guys.